0: The rules of the game are simple. First, a caption will be read. A quote will be read. And then you will have a set amount of time to decide between was that a quote from Vijay's old fitness Instagram page or a quote from our dearly beloved, bearded, mentally broken Shia LaBeouf. So starting us off what's up babe dude this is the fucking problem with the internet and i'm not even being facetious about it i could do what the host of cheer up babe the podcast does let's read that one more time I i got aggressively too descriptive and you saw it and you're welcome happy monday well hello Welcome to episode 29 of Cheer I Bear the Podcast. Before we get started, you see what's on my fucking neck? Fuck your shit,
1: gonna fuck your shit, gonna fuck your game, shit right Gonna knock your bitch, gonna bang your bitch, gonna knock your bitch up. Gonna flip that switch, gonna scratch that itch, gonna fuck your bitch.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to start it off like that, but I, mean, I know you're just trying to get your Monday kicked off nice and easy breezy, but I had to just hop on and let you know that when I manifest things, I manifest things. I said last week that I was going to have a gold chain, got online, spent $2,200, and now I have this bad boy on my neck. to fuck
1: your shit, to fuck your shit, to fuck it's your shit. Right
0: so, it is what it is. I start off banging. I start off banging. Now, I I, I am comboing the black Murdad t-shirt with the gold chain, you know? So, like, I'm icy, and I'm taking everybody's girls, but also at the same time, good father. So, my baby girl, our queen, had her first birthday this week. And it was adorable, and I cried a whole bunch and it was mermaid theme so mama wore a t-shirt that said mer mom and i wore a t-shirt that said mer dad and it's right here can you see how cute that
1: is
0: (laughs) and i hate to do it to you like that but i have to do it to you like that welcome to episode 29 of cheer up babe the podcast also dude check this out so at daycare gracie girl They threw a little birthday party for her and the thing that they do is they let them pick out three colors and then they set them up at a table and they finger paint a canvas and there's a one on it and Gracie picked, you know, colors that match each other like dark pink, light pink, and green. Look at that. She's 365 days old. Could you do this? Could you do this? Because my daughter who was 365 days old did it. You see how pretty that is? I'm going to get a link to go on the top of this canvas, and I'm going to hang it from this gold chain around my neck. And that is what it is, babe. So welcome to Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio, by the way. If this is your first time clicking in, hi, welcome. You really don't know what you're in for, but you're going to fucking love it, and I I hate to tell it to you like that, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, dude. So Queen had her first birthday. I cried a lot. It was fantastic. I had this out of body experience moment where I was floating above myself looking at the situation. I was standing there. And I was grilling burgers and brats for the party. There was, you know, family and friends. Well, there wasn't any family, unfortunately, because we're seven states away. And So she didn't get to have any family there. Don't know why I said family and friends. It's because the friends that we have here are basically family, and there are there are ride or dies, there are homies. But there was people there. She had a bunch of love and support, and she got way too many presents. But there was this moment where I was grilling burgers and brats for the entire party, and everybody's there. People are outside playing cornhole, and everyone's just kind of mingling, having a drink, and it was just a really good time. And I said to myself. I'm a dad barbecuing at his daughter's first birthday. And while I was grilling, I tried my hardest to uh not start weeping in front of the entire party because that's all I ever wanted and I have everything that I've ever wanted. You know what I mean?
1: Gonna fuck your shit, gonna fuck your shit, gonna fuck your shit your bitch gonna bang your bitch gonna lock your bitch up gonna flip that switch gonna scratch that itch gonna fuck your bitch
0: and i cried a lot so welcome to the show i put a i put a thing up on the podcast this week and i was like hey should i do a video portion of the podcast and 99 percent said yes one girl one girl said no and i was like okay all right Now, I figured there would be a bunch more no's, but it was almost worse that there was only one no. And one girl said no. I hope that she was just clicking through the story like, oh, my God, he's just posted stuff. Click, 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 click. And then she just hit the no because it was on the right side of the screen. But she hit the no. And I think it it, I think in my brain, I went she said no because she knows that my face will deter from the podcast. She knows that if she watches me on video, it's going to make it Less good. And I agree with her. And I think that's why I didn't like the no vote so much. But 99% said yes. So we're probably going to have to start doing a video par- portion of the podcast. It will get mad hits. Don't know why I said mad. It's not 1993, but it's going to get mad hits. And people are going to have to watch it on OnlyFans along with my elbow pits because that's what I said I was going to do. And that's what I do. Just like I said, I was going to get this gold chain for $2,200. And I got this gold chain for $2,200. I manifest and I do it. Fuck if, it. If, if you know why? It's because I have goddamn Shia LaBeouf in my ear. Just do it. Thank you, Shia. Dude, do you remember that? Yeah, I added that to the sound drop board and we haven't even talked about it yet. I added that to a sound drop board because it popped in my head and I was like, we're definitely going to cover the Shia LaBeouf just do it psycho ass green screen meme. We're definitely going to talk about it on this week's episode. I have a whole bunch of fun shit set up for this week's episode. We have a game show in the middle of this episode, so get ready for that. It's gonna be really, really fun. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about Shia LaBeouf and his uh I don't know what you wanna call it. Meme vision that he had with his theater troupe that he just decided he was going to say he's gonna flex a lot. He was gonna hold his elbows at a constant 101 degree angle and flex and scream into a camera in front of a green screen so people could meme it and that's exactly what happened so he's a genius but also at the same time absolute fucking psychopath and I love him I'll tell you what when Shia LaBeouf was in Even Stevens I loved Even Stevens but I was also a child and then I remember he got cast in Transformers and then he became like a dreamboat and I was like don't get it I was like how does it make sense because he looks like a baby face baby Like he looks like a little boy and I remember the girl I was dating at the time the Transformers came out was all about the Shia LaBeouf and I said first of all name's Shia so we do I, we don't need to we don't need to go any further than that and then second his last name's LaBeouf you know, which sounds like a fake bodybuilder's name who juices out on steroids. It sounds like a guy from France trying to be silly with a stage name in bodybuilding, and he named himself LeBuff. Doesn't Shia LaBeouf sound like it would be some absolutely jacked Frenchman? That's what I think it would be. And I love that. And I think that's actually what I'm going to dress up for as Halloween. I'm going to go in a muscle suit, and it's going to look like I'm taken 17 cycles of trend and I'm going to have veins and all sorts of shit popping out and then I'm going to wear a shirt over the muscle suit that says Shia and they're going to be like Shia LaBeouf and I was like Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to put, I don't that was Italian, that wasn't French but it is what it is you fucking get what I'm saying. So dude do you remember that? So he came out in Transformers and all the girls were like I'd suck his dick and I was like I don't get it and then He continued on, and then he had multiple mental breakdowns and alcoholic charges. Get it? Rough childhood. Horrific. Can't even imagine. Because wasn't, wasn't, uh, so can't relate. You know? So can't relate to that shit. Because I had one of those childhoods where I had loving family establishments and athletics. And I'm sorry that I couldn't connect with Shia LaBeouf's trauma, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it. And then... What turned it around for old Vincent? What turned it around for Papa Bear? By the way, hi, Cubs. I missed you this week. I've been so excited to talk to you all week. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. Just had to get that out of the way. What turned it around for Papa Bear? Well, I watched him on Hot Ones with the wings and the, the, not Scott Evans, Chris Hansen, not Chris Hansen. It's fucking, I'm right there. I'm right there with it. And the fucked up thing is I love that show and I love that guy. And he's a great interviewer. But I watched Shia LaBeouf on an episode of Hot Ones on YouTube. And I was like, I want to hang out with Shia LaBeouf. I want to feel his muscles. And he had a beard. And his clothing attire is like, I don't know, vintage homeless. And he was super duper compassionate. And also very, um, what's it called when you give... A lot of credit to people like he was like, when you bring others up verbally, can't think of the word, not, not affirmative, not affirmative action. He's not Jocko Willink. I'm thinking of a word and I can't fucking think of it, but he was that. And you know what I mean? He was that. And you know what I mean? Okay. Can't think of any words. Brain scrambled three hours of sleep. So that happened. And then I was like, I like Shia LaBeouf. And then I dove into Shia LaBeouf. And then I'm absolutely obsessed with Honey Boy, which he wrote when he was in rehab about his childhood. And I was like, okay, I can't relate, but I get it. I get why you have broken moments. Poor guy. And then I watched Peanut Butter Falcon and cried a lot because that was after my baby was born. And remember, never cried. Always pushed down the emotions. That's why I have triceps. And then I had a daughter and my triceps got smaller and my tears got bigger. And that's just what happened. So, but anyways, before, before she was born, if someone tried to, if, if an emotional thing happened and uh, I would get mad, I would get mad instead of when I felt emotions start bubbling up in my throat. It's like, oh, are you going to tear up? <laughs> are you going to start crying? <laughs> are you going to respond with a cry? Or are you going to
1: looking for the next sorry fuck
0: Yeah, you're going to do the latter and you're going to suppress it because champions don't cry. <laughs> I mean, I swear sometimes on this podcast, I make it sound like I was raised in like a militaristic household. And it was only that way when it came to athletics. Also, I watched some clips back of myself, and I talk entirely too much with my hands. Entirely too much with my hands. I'm so fucking Italian when I hit record on the podcast, and I talk entirely with, too much with my hands. I'm like fucking Ricky Bobby, except for I know exactly what I'm doing with my hands, and it's called inflection. So... I was—I honestly had the thought this week of like, why don't you try to do an entire episode with your hands just down? Why don't you try to do one entire episode with your hands just on your legs and see how that feels? And I'm not even going to lie to you. I recorded five minutes of an episode with that as the thought, and I'm pretty sure I started discussing my taxes. I'm pretty sure it brought me all the fucking way down to the bottom of my personality And we started talking about T99s and shit, you know, and and, and about how I have basically committed tax fraud. But I deleted that. So you're never going to get to hear that. And you're also never going to get to see me for longer than 15 seconds with my hands on my knees. But dude, Shia LaBeouf was like in that uh, troupe of actors where it was like, we're just, we're just, we just try to get upcoming actors and give them a space to be healthy and safe. And it's like, cool maybe just get normal jobs, whatever. And then they did the meme thing where Shia LaBeouf just stood in front of a green screen and screamed at everybody and then that got taken and people put explosions and bald eagles flying and all sorts of shit. Dude, listen to this. First of all, let's talk about the obvious. If you haven't seen this, by the way, I mean, Jesus, it was five years ago, living under a rock. So maybe wake up and then go back five years and get updated on all the memes and the things that happened it was a wild time for the internet so the only thing I ever saw was just the short little like one minute clip where Shia LaBeouf is like just do it and I YouTubed it and I looked it up the original babe babe listen babe the original Shia LaBeouf sitting in front of a green screen motivational speech hashtag introductions and I didn't mispronounce that hash. They hashtagged it introductions, not introductions, introductions with a D in replacement of the T. And I hate that so much. Don't try to be cute introductions. Also, don't try to create things that aren't enough of a new thing. You know, go like hashtag gopermaplats. Because that's not even close to a fucking thing that exists. Introductions is one letter away from introductions. And also, why is the motivational speech 31 minutes and one second long? You're posting it on YouTube. And... All it is is you on a bar stool sitting in front of a green screen. But luckily there's people that are absolute huge fucking dorks and we love them and they were able to watch the entire video and clip it down to one minute, the best minute, and then that got shared and posted everywhere and it's beautiful. I have never even clicked on the 31 minute and one second video because my attention span doesn't have time for that shit, babe. Okay, and neither does yours. And that's why that has 413,000 views and the one minute and five second clip has 45 million. So they took the original 30 minute speech and then they added two zeros at the end of the view count for the one minute version. And that is a beautiful reflection on what's wrong with our society. But this is Shia LaBeouf standing in front of a green screen by himself saying this. We're going to do the one-minute video clip first, and then we're both going to experience part of the 30-minute one. Do it! Jesus Christ.
2: Just do it!
0: So fucking aggressive.
2: Don't let your dreams be dreams. <clears throat> Yesterday, you said tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So just do it! Make your dreams come true!
1: Just.
0: This is the origination of those financial advisor ads that you see in front of YouTube videos now. Like the Ty Lopez bitches and shit, where, like, you click on a podcast compilation clip and the thing that pops up says yo 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 before you skip this ad let me tell you about how you can have a bentley lamborghini (laughs) a bentley lamborghini and some bitch with some fake ass titties on your dick before you're 23 and i'm like well i'm 28 if you're 28 you're a loser are you working a nine to five you might as well put a bullet in your skull you know those videos where all they're doing is selling their little booklet for financial ex- ex- success, financial excess and financial success. I comboed the words and I was right both times. I don't make the rules. I was right both times. I don't make the rules. I just tell them to you. So this video, some guy who jacks off to the stock market saw the original Shia LaBeouf meme video. And he was like, I'm gonna make my own brand of this and I'm gonna sell little booklets on how people can make money and really all those things are is like here's how to flip products (laughs) i buy a 2200 hundred dollar gold chain and i turn into a fucking goddamn meme genius i'm an i'm i create origin stories all right shia from the top and it starts so mean like so do it all right
2: just do it
0: Uh, what what should i do don't
2: let your dreams be dreams Yesterday, you said tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So just do it. Make your dreams come true.
0: This just reminded me of my uh, Instagram page, my motivational Instagram page where I posted shirtless pictures of myself. This speech sounds like a caption I would have typed at the bottom of a picture of my back. So this this entire thing is a Instagram caption of my back. And Shia, Shia, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it all the way down to what it actually is, but that's what I do. Welcome to Cheer Up Babe, the podcast.
1: Do
2: it!
0: Lats. Just do it! Bicep flex.
2: Don't let your dreams be dreams. Like the leg
0: extension machine.
2: Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Screenshot. Make your dreams come true! Screenshot. Just do it!
0: Mm-hmm screenshot of my alarm Some
2: people dream of success while you're gonna wake up and work hard at it nothing is impossible
0: well i mean have you tried flight or beating cancer
2: you should get to the point where anyone else would quit and you're not gonna stop there no what are you waiting for do it just do it
0: okay so that part First of all, I gar- his jeans are aggressively too tight, but I guarantee he's rocking the fucking Boner Belt buckle right now. Like he's so ramped up, he did so much cocaine before this video that he for sure got a giant massive blue chew style erection and had to flip his dick up into his waistband in order to hide it. That's why he's wearing a baggy shirt and tight pants so that you the baggy shirt will cover the amount of his penis that's sticking out of the top of his pants because he's too fucking excited and when he's trying to make points he's doing he's he's taking his hand he's doing the chef's kiss thing that we don't do with one hand and he's holding his other hand like it's some sort of fucking bowl, and he's going just do it and it's like what's that what'd you just what'd you just put in there is that your is that your passion or was that you sprinkling more cocaine tell us
2: yes you can Just do it!
0: I didn't say I couldn't, but, I mean... You're
2: tired of starting over. Stop giving up.
0: When did... I don't know what I didn't... Oh, then he flexed. He just flexed. He just flexed. Oh, and that's the end of the video. That's where it clips out. That's so fucking perfect, dude. Now, listen, here's the thing. It's the juxtaposition between he's overselling it in order to create a viral video. Like it's genius, right? Like it's I feel like it was all kind of planned, but also at the same time, you're going to look back at that and be the type of person that looks back at a video made like that and goes, I fucking crush that is a different type of human that. I just so can't relate to, you know, like, like we've said, if you don't regret all the things you did five years ago, you didn't grow enough. So I hope, anyways, let's listen to, let's click, we're not going to listen to the whole fucking thing, it's 31 minutes long, we don't have fucking time for that bullshit, but I just want to get a vibe for what the actual original 31 minutes and one second motivational Intro hashtag all caps introductions video from Shia LaBuffis. And I hate it already, but let's something is happening.
2: Oh. Beauty's at work through pure and selfless acceptance, through everyday transcendence that remedies the chaos.
0: And- That's how it starts. That was the opening line that led to it. <sighs> Just can jam my thumb. Do it. That's, um, it makes me inquisitive. So therefore, his plan worked.
2: An antidote to the sorrow in this earth for eternity. Music heard so deeply that it is not heard at all. You are the music. While the music lasts, insist on beauty in spite of everything. Decorum.
0: Oh, that was a quote. Okay, I was about to say, what fucking Shell Silverstein-ass poem did you fucking rip that from? That's what I was about to say, but then he said decorum, so I'm sure that the pause, I'm sure there's a hyphen in front of the word decorum that he was reading from, and then it cuts, and he's wearing a ninja mask and a motorcycle helmet. I'm being quiet for on reason, for a purpose. I'm letting it set in. Shia LaBeouf is standing, in a black t-shirt and black pants that are way too tight that are the boner hasn't happened yet but he has a ninja mask on and a motorcycle helmet and i'm seeing it for the first time and i don't know what to say
2: i see you on your motorbike oh okay i can see your blue eyes and nose peering underneath the crash helmet
0: what is this
2: it's not you it's just a man that looks like you i'm disappointed every time every time i see a man on a motorbike i think it's my dad I'm not sure why this is. Sometimes I forget what your bike looks like. Everyone's eyes and faces look the same.
0: (sighs) This just feels like you're trying a little too hard to be artistic. And my daughter, who's 365 days old, was able to be actually artistic by finger painting the color pink onto a fucking canvas. And she wasn't even trying. This just came from the heart. (laughs) to fuck your shit gonna fuck your shit to fuck this your game, shit right so don't try so hard maybe in the future maybe don't spiral yourself and get arrested multiple times and then try to feel like you have to meme yourself in order to pull yourself out of it but regardless you ended up on hot ones and you won me back as a fan and Shia LaBeouf hi welcome back and I'm sorry that I'm dogging on you but I mean ultimately you know what Shia I'm just going to continue on with the episode. We don't need to listen to your artsy-fartsy shit. That sounds like you wrote it staring out of a window looking at snow.
1: Just do it!
0: So, we're going to continue on. Thank you, Shia LaBeouf. Jesus. Dude, maybe that should be... I should have prepared that. I should have watched it and I should have prepared it. But I didn't think it was going to be that... So fucking exhausting from the beginning, I didn't realize that I was gonna click play and then we were gonna get back to back poems one he's wearing a ninja mask and a bicycle helmet, and uh it was gonna be poetry reading and I didn't realize that the do it was gonna was gonna start with that. I didn't expect it, and now, I have a game show for you, so here's the deal here's the setup. Let me get you ready to go. I can't <laughs> I can't delete my old motivational Instagram page. Okay, and the thing about it is I hate it so much. So I've (laughs) reported, babe, listen, I'm honest with the Cubs, babe. So Cubs, how do I, okay, how do I say this? I hate myself back in the day. The old version of myself despise him. And the thing is, is I see people every day on Instagram that are the exact same way. And it makes me go, oh, babe, oh, no. And I don't want I don't slide into their DMs and tell them to stop because they have to learn that for themselves. And they will hopefully or else you're going to end up like my buddy who's 31 years old who shotguns white claws on his Instagram stories every single day. I digress. My motivational Instagram page was just a, an excuse to be shirtless and post shirtless things. And it, with they just had the most ridiculous captions. We talked about it last week. We talked about it last week with the whole like, one of my favorite things to do is to find someone who's really, really high up on themselves and just needs every every single Instagram post to be a fucking, oh my God. Okay, I just thought of the perfect way to make this a game show. So what I'm going to do, dude, I guarantee I haven't looked yet, but I guarantee that if you look on Google, you can go to Shia LaBeouf motivational quotes. I guarantee that there's something on there like that, right? But what we're going to do is we're going to play a game where we have my old fitness page pulled up and we're going to either read a caption from my old Instagram page, my fitness gram, my Holy shit, I can't believe that this amount of douchebaggery existed in one human being. And we're going to read a caption from there or a Shia LaBeouf quote. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of time and you're going to guess who's is who. And then we're going to answer the question, survey says. And that's going to be the game we play. All right, Cubs. Hello and welcome to this week's first edition of VJ in 2013 or Shia LaBeouf. Period. That is a completely original sound drop that we did not steal from any other game show. So, the rules of the game are simple. First, a caption will be read. A quote will be read. And then, you will have a set amount of time to decide between, was that a quote from a VJ's old fitness Instagram page or a quote from our dearly beloved bearded mentally broken Shia LaBeouf so starting us off question one we surveyed 100 people I'm just kidding first round we're gonna put you at a little bit of a lob here so caption one works in my blood and I kill cause I'm hungry Alright, get your answers submitted, get your guesses in. That's right, it is VJ's old motivational Instagram page. What's the backstory of that quote? Took it from a clothing company called Flagner Fail, who's ran by a guy named Rob Bailey, who also screams horrible death metal music. Well, not even death metal, he just screams because he's tone deaf. But He just jumbles a bunch of motivational quotes together and calls it a song. Thank you, 2013 VJ. Next up, we have the caption, I have a hard time with free time. That one there would be Shia LaBeouf. Yes, Shia LaBeouf talking about how his work ethic is so strong that he struggles with peace. Thank you, Shia LaBeouf. Round three. I just feel like I have a lot of motherfuckers to prove wrong. That's right, that's right. Get your guesses in, get your guesses. That is from VJ Julio's fitness Instagram page. Now, the thing about that is VJ was never surrounded by anything other than love and support. The only people that hated on him were people that didn't exist in his life, but he felt like he had to post something about having a chip on his shoulder for no reason. So... That's embarrassing. Next one. Coming up, round four. Dreams are nothing. Everyone should just give up on dreams. Instead, wake up and make that your reality. Oh, a little twist a Rooney. I bet you guessed Shia LaBeouf, and I'm sorry, but you're wrong. That is VJ Julio's fitness Instagram page. Now, you might have, that was a little bit of a trick Rooney. That was a little bit of a trickster because what we did there is we basically kind of had a twist on the don't let your dreams be dreams thing that we just listened to. That's what we call a hook, line, and sinker. That's what we call bringing it back and throwing a twist on it M. Night Shyamalan style. So, dreams are nothing. Everyone should just give up on dreams. Instead, wake up and make that your reality. That was a handwritten note that VJ tacked on to his corkboard in his room in 2013 when he had just started college. So, hate it hate it. I think we're all getting a pretty clear picture on just how bad he was. (laughs) And here we're probably going to cap off the game with this one. It says... I was the only white kid in my neighborhood for most of my youth, even in high school. So reverse racism is just as apparent as racism. That's right. You don't need the Jeopardy theme song in order to get this answer. That's Shia LaBeouf saying a wildly crazy statement that also makes no sense. So let's break that one down one more time. I was the only white kid in my neighborhood for most of my youth, even in high school. So reverse racism was just as apparent as racism. First of all, it's not called reverse racism. It's just called racism. So Shia, thank you that's wild why would it be called reverse racism that in and of itself is slightly racist meaning that white people can are the only ones that can be racist and if anyone is racist towards a white person it's called reverse racism therefore putting it up on a pedestal and making no sense
1: your shit. To oh. right
0: so what Hey, Shia LaBeouf, real quick, thing uh, to end the game, now that the game's over, what do you mean, babe? <laughs> okay, so what? <sighs> Celebrities are the most mentally out-of-touch people on the planet, and that's just something that's uh, apparent and obvious and so true. So, what? It's kind of like, dude. Do you rem? Oh my god, I can't believe I've never talked about this because it was one of my favorite things that happened during the entire fucking pandemic. Do you remember when Gal Gadot got all of the celebrities together, and did the song? And did the song? I can't even remember what fucking song it was because I blocked it out of my brain. Oh my god, it was called Imagine, dude. Do you remember the <laughs> first of all? <laughs> I just typed it into YouTube and it says, Gal Gadot leads a star-studded cover of John Lennon's Imagine. And then the words over the picture, can't think of the word, is says, heartwarming cover. How about, makes me cringe so hard that my balls end up behind my sternum. How about, that should be the words on top of it. Makes you cringe so hard that your balls end up in your sternum or makes you cringe so hard that your ovaries end up behind your eyeballs. How about one of those things should be the actual thing that's on the outside of the picture and not heartwarming cover.
3: Hey, guys. Oh. Day six in uh, self-quarantine.
0: Okay, so didn't make it a week. Thank you for time capping it. Didn't make it. A Sunday to a Sunday without having enough attention. Didn't make seven days without enough eyeballs being on ya. So, congrats? And I
3: gotta say that um, these past few days uh, got me feeling a bit philosophical. <sighs>
0: So three days of chillin' and three tough days where she got philosophical. Hey gal, and that's not me saying a condescending name for a female, that's her name. Hey gal, what did you decide to do with your philosophy? Um, You know, this virus had affected the
3: entire World, obviously, everyone. obviously, Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from.
0: Redundant, We're
3: all in this together.
0: Okay, redundant. When you start off by saying the virus affected everyone, don't clarify by saying more words that describe everyone. Continue on, gal. Um and i saw
3: i ran into this video of this italian guy playing the trumpet um we all
0: did yeah. in
3: his balcony
0: it's called the internet uh
3: to all the other people who were locked inside their homes
0: viral and he was playing video Imagine,
3: and there was something so powerful and pure um,
0: because it was a genuine moment that just happened to be caught on camera i say that as a preface to what we're gonna witness next. We all witnessed this, but I just haven't talked about it yet. And it's my turn.
3: About this video. Uh, And it, it goes like this. Oh, oh. Imagine there's no heaven.
0: Can we talk about how awkward it is to just watch someone sing with no background music? Can we just listen? there's seven people on the planet that can sing with no background music okay seven people on the planet that can sing with no background music and that's not one of them and actually zero of them are in this video so let me i'm gonna cut right back so we can appreciate all of the stars that came out just dude could you imagine how this video all right let's just watch it first
3: Imagine there's no heaven, mm-hmm. it's easy if you try,
0: no hell below mm-hmm. us, Struggling. above
3: us only
0: sky, Oh, try. imagine all the people, that one hit. was nice, that one was actually not toned every single one before that, uh, tried, to hit the note but didn't hit the note. And when you can't hit the note but you try the note. It makes the video that much worse. Because you're not actually focusing on the, actu- the quote unquote meaning behind the video. You're focused on the fact that someone went heaven. You know what I mean. But that last one was actually pretty good. And I'm pretty sure he was on that movie with the princesses. And he wore they were cartoons. And then they turned into the real life. And I think it's called Enchanted. And it's with that hot ass redheaded chick. That I can't think of her name. And he had the big red old night suit with the big fluffy shoulders. That was the guy that just nailed that note. Do You know how mean it was to go from him to someone who sings only out of their nose? You know how rude it was for Gal's agent or content creator to splice together The voices to go from the only guy that can actually hit a note to the girl that hasn't sang out of her voice box ever and only sings out of her right and left nostril. Let's just circle that one back.
3: The people
0: living for today. So mean that they did that. It accentuates how bad it was. imagine
3: there is no countries
1: yet it isn't hard
3: to do nothing to kill or die for and no religion to imagine all the people
0: over yeah. so badly over trying over singing get the concept of the video 50% of the people are just depressed thinking that this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever been asked to do but I'm only doing it because is powerful and 50% of them are go here's my time to shine I've had 6 days without attention here's my time to shine I'm going to oversing and I'm going to add no ah! you know oh, have you know and I know I know that I belong on Broadway and not doing this podcast I know that but Gal Gadot didn't ask me to be in the fucking video so what are you going to do
3: for today.
0: I mean that's all I have to say about that.
3: You may say that I'm a dreamer but I'm not the only one I hope someday you will join us and the world will live as one
0: Imagine no Oh, just talking. Just talking. Went from a guy with an actually beautiful voice. He sings in that lower cadence. He doesn't project the singing voice, but he does that "Mm -hmm," shit where it's like in the back of his throat and it's really, really quiet. You have to make sure the mic's turned up just a little bit in order to catch the beautiful tones straight into the guy that plays the Mandalorian talking the words. So... Mm -hmm. Imagine no possessions. Yeah, imagine that. I wonder if you can. None of these fucking people can. You know what I'm saying? That line was, imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. None of these people can. Have all the money in the world. No need for greed and hunger. Will, why the fuck are you in this video, bro? Hey, Big Willie style. Will Farrell Will Ferrell, one of the funniest fucking men on the planet, why did you say yes to Gal Gadot's agent? I'm not mad. Not mad. <laughs> Just so fucking disappointed.
3: Brotherhood of man. Sharing all the world, you, they say that I'm a dreamer, Oh, but I'm not.
0: They turned it into a TikTok dance. I'm done. I mean, I'm only 23 seconds away from finishing it, but why waste any more of your time? Listen, like, hey, thanks for the video. My grandma's dying in a fucking hospital right now, but thanks for the vid. (laughs) I was really heartbroken over the fact that half of my family got this virus and had to be hospitalized, especially in the beginning of the pandemic when we didn't know how to treat it properly and people were just getting incubated like crazy and dying like crazy. And some 13 year old kid watched their grandma die in front of them, actually not in front of them, through a fucking window because they weren't allowed to make contact for the last month. And then Gal Gadot put out this video and everything was fine. Right? Here we are, fucking, what, a year and a half later? Good thing that this video saved all of us. Dude, could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Pun not intended but worked could you imagine the fucking amount of disconnect from reality that you have to have when you're just in your little fucking celebrity california bubble could you imagine being in that celebrity california bubble and going got the answer i know what'll help It's been six days in quarantine and the last three days I got philosophical. So I reached out to all my millionaire friends and said, let's sing the world a song because we're so full of fucking hubris that we think that them just seeing our faces for three seconds at a time is gonna make all of this go away. You know what? One thing I haven't done, let's read the fucking comment section. I hope, first of all, This better have a million downvotes. Oh, it does. (laughs) It has 1 million views, 7.6 thousand thumbs ups. Now, I don't know how you guys are with math, and I don't know how you guys are with ratios, but 7.6 thousand likes to 1.1 million views is not a great stat, but it has 54,000 down thumbs downs. If this is an election, you're down in the polls. If this is an election, you gotta switch the game up because you're losing. So, I gotta read this. Dude, 10,000 comments. Top comment, actually feel more unified knowing people dislike this. That's true, that's true. If this video did anything, it's made us come together in our hatred. So, (laughs) that's always good. All the hypocrisy aside, the singing is horrendous. Yeah, imagine, imagine being a pretentious, self-absorbed, detached, rich, famous person. I mean, that's basically what I just fucking said. Only they said it in one sentence, and I said it over the span of four and a half minutes. So, anyways, Jesus, dude, you remember fucking dad? Well, it's a good thing that COVID is uh over, right? <laughs> remember when? We, remember. When <laughs> Remember when we first got shut down and we're like, yeah, it's every governor in every state was like, yeah, give us three months. We'll get this shit wrapped up. And we were like, all right, we'll be waiting. And then here we fucking are. (laughs) But that was a fun little Alice falling down the rabbit hole thing we went on before. So you don't feel slighted. Let me read you some of the more of these fucking things that I thought would be a good idea to post on the world on the fitness Instagram page. You earn your body. The pain you feel today will be the strength you feel tomorrow. Turn your body into ref- a reflection of what's inside you. The only bad workout is the one that didn't happen. I stole that off of Google. Training is better when you have someone to keep you honest. And it's my wife on my shoulders. Here's the thing with my wife, okay? She's a perfect human being. and I to- Whoops! And I totally fucking brainwashed her for half a second in the very beginning of our relationship to make her think that I was cool. And thank God that... I picked a woman who is the woman that she is because the flair of the fake ass shit that I was pulling died off quick. And then I had to adjust and change myself for who I was because she was done with the bullshit. And also, so was I, and that's just a little side note. You're welcome. That's just a little side note for you. Goddamn, babe. Episode 29. Cheer up, babe. Podcast is like, that was all over the place. I had one of those things wrote, written down, wrote down. Is it wrote down or is it written down? Who fucking knows? Who cares? But uh, I'm not even gonna lie. It, but this has been a pretty fun, easy, breezy, easy flowing podcast. I don't even know if I've paused for a second. But uh, let's 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 wrap this up. You know, I'm not ending the podcast. Hold on, don't go anywhere. We are we're gonna do the advice thing, but it's not unqualified dad advice anymore, dude. Babe, it is. It uh, it's not slightly qualified. It's barely qualified dad advice because guess what i have a one-year-old now the queen's one and since she's one i got a baby to their first through their first year of life and so i'm not completely unqualified anymore this is barely qualified dad advice so let's hop up on the advice column and see if we can help out some poor souls out in the world
1: gonna knock your bitch gonna bang your bitch gonna knock your bitch up gonna flip that switch gonna scratch that itch gonna
0: fuck your bitch i thought i thought th- i thought the song was gonna last longer i forgot how long i clipped it for and i kept dancing even when the song ended and that's my bad i was gonna grab my daughter's wand and start doing this but moments over unqualified dad, or barely qualified dad advice All right, baby gorgeous. So we are on the advice column and we're going to help some people out with their problems and or massacre them with words. And I don't mean to, but it happens because I just get so irritated sometimes. But all right. My male roommate said I accused him of sexual assault and rape. Well, we're starting off with a fucking banger. I am what I am.
1: I'm a hooligan. Hooligan.
0: All right. So P-Met's. Oh, fuck, dude. I hate when this happens. I hate when I open it and it says, this is a long one. Be prepared. If it's that long, you know what we do. Skipped ity, he flipped it but okay this is a long one so be prepared i a 22 year old female recently moved to a new city for a job and lived with two male roommates we got along pretty well especially me and my roommate daniel daniel and i hung out a lot since i was new to the area he'd show me around introduce me to his friends and other stuff he would also drive me to work most days for context i have a medical condition that prevents me from driving i always told him i could find another way to work but he insisted it was no big deal so i didn't fight it i especially liked Daniel because he never tried to make a pass at me. I thought we were just friends. Two weeks ago I had a medical emergency and had to go to the hospital. When Daniel heard about it he offered to drive me to the hospital. I got discharged that day but because I missed work I was fired. It was a rough day to say the least. Anyways since I was fired and couldn't afford rent anymore I decided to end my lease and go home. I went home for a week and then made the trek back up to move out. While I was there, I texted Daniel and asked if he wanted to get a farewell drink. He said yes, and we went to a bar and had a few drinks. Around 10, we decided to leave and go back to his new apartment. Since we had lived together and hung out a lot, I assumed the hangout would be no different. He asked if I wanted to watch TV in his bedroom, and because he never hit on me before, I said yes without a second thought. I sat on the corner of the bed just because I didn't want him getting the wrong idea. I'm a cautious drunk. Good. He was laid back in the bed and asked if I wanted to cuddle. I said no and explained that I just didn't want to. He went on and said all this junk about how cuddling is biologically proven to make you happier. What a dorky power! What a what a dork! It you know, cuddling. Jesus, you know, cuddling. They say that they say that cuddling, actually. It releases pheromones and creates a sense of peace inside your brain. So when you're stressed out, physical contact, and even if it's not sexual, can actually lead to an up, you being brought up different in your fuck. you know what I'm saying, fucking glasses wearing bitch ass, says the guy who has glasses. Then he asked if I thought he was pressuring me, and I said, yeah, kind of. After that, he got really uncomfortable. He started accusing me of inferring that he assaulted and raped me. Okay. Basically, he was gaslighting me into thinking I accused him of assault. In reality, all I said was, no, I don't want to. Then he went on to say that he's done so much for me and that he drove me to the hospital and that he's wasted money on me and all this horrible stuff. He said, I've done all this for you and you won't do anything for me. What a bitch. What a bitch. (laughs) I was shocked and horrified when he said that. I shouldn't owe him anything, right? He's not entitled to my body just because he took me to the hospital. At some point, we started yelling at each other. And shortly after, after, I bolted for the door and started running down the street. I don't understand why he accused me of saying he raped me. No. So what happened was he tried to get himself out of the friend zone. Here's the thing. He's always wanted to fuck you. Okay. But the deal with some guys is that they're so insecure in their brain. They go like, no, I'm just like a really good friend. And then eventually down the road, maybe being such a good friend will let me put my dick in her. So I'm going to try to build this up. Like it's some sort of fucking line of credit. And then I'll cash the line of credit in for some pussy. And then if That doesn't happen, I'm gonna lash out because I'm really just an insecure little man child that can't fucking get any ass with just being an actual respectful human being. And so she left her lease, and I felt the time clicking away on my opportunity to cash in all this built-up credit. And since I'm a little bitch blanky, I got a little forceful. And then when she immediately rejected me, I got defensive and turned the script and gaslit her by saying that she was going to accuse me of rape when that makes no fucking sense because she, her words were literally saying that she didn't want to fucking touch you, you weak little bitch. Girl, you are fine. And he is a fucking cuck to himself he's a cuck to his own fucking brain and fuck that guy and you did nothing wrong you're fine let's move on Jesus no he's just really in reality he's just an insecure little fucking child he's an insecure little child who doesn't get enough fucking attention he doesn't get enough fucking game he doesn't have enough game to get attention so that he does the, the good guy game The game where it's like, no, I'm just like a really fucking nice guy. And I'm going to play the long game where it's like the long game doesn't fucking work because every single day you're setting the precedent that you're just a friend. And what? 1% of those guys actually make it out of the friend zone. If you don't want to be in the fucking friend zone, you need to be upfront about that. And also don't be a friend if you want to be out of the friend zone. Does that make sense? But guys don't fucking understand that. And then they lash out at the woman and make the girl feel like shit when all she was doing was riding off of every single signal that she's gotten from the beginning because he doesn't know how to portray his emotions because he's fucking weak. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. to fuck your shit. I get fucking, I get fucking gangster when I have to fucking listen to it. When I got the gold chain on and I read about insecure-ass little bitch blankies of men, I get fucking gangster. Okay? You did nothing wrong, babe. You're good. Scroll. Stop. It happened. Dot, dot, dot. Someone just asked me who does my tattoos for the first time since my artist committed suicide. What? Dan Marino's Dolphins. Okay. I told them I'd love to refer them, Dan Marino's dolphins is the name of the person who wrote this. That's their username. Dan Marino's dolphins is not just something that I throw into random conversation when I feel confused. That's the name of the person who said this. So I told them I'd love to refer them, but the artist had died. It really killed the mood of the gathering and made things serious. I'm not sure what to say to people. I'm still broken hearted when I think about it. I have a lot of his art on me and we shared multiple hobbies. He was a great guy and he loved his daughter more than anything. And that makes it even worse. I can't imagine what she's going through she's still a kid i don't want to lie to people but it's also very personal i'm just not sure what to say any advice is appreciated (sighs) that's kind of heavy i mean that's like that's 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 genuinely sad like essentially what we just read is you lost someone that you felt very connected to in like a physical sense as well. I'm sure you guys shared that. Like I know like with my guy that does my stuff, I feel like a personal connection with him because there's so much trust that goes into that relationship. And it's just kind of interesting. I've never really thought about the fact that if they were to pass away, it would be like losing a friend, even though you only see them for, you know, five hours at a time. A couple times a year, you know what I mean. So that's interesting, that that is such a deep. Sea. You you're you're grieving a friendship. So, I mean, maybe maybe don't overthink about it, bringing the mood down so much, and just kind of prepare yourself to know that if it gets brought up, it's going to sting a little bit. But try not to project that too much into uh, the conversation. Just uh, like the way I handle things when people bring up death is I almost always preempt it or I immediately postempt it. That's not a word, but you know what I'm saying? Like like say someone at like last week when we talked about Brian. You know? I like I lost Brian, but it is genuinely okay. Like it doesn't need to be like a mood bringer or a mood crasher. It's like whatever you project is going to be the emotion that's portrayed by the people around you because since they don't know him they're not gonna feel an emotional connection. they're just going to bounce off of your emotions. so if you're in a place where he gets brought up and you can act like you're okay with it for the sake of the situation, you know, play the game, so to speak, say someone asks like, "Oh my gosh, who does your art? Your tattoos are beautiful. I would love to get some tattoos like that and you'd be like well i had I had this really great guy. he'd just do amazing work, unfortunately, he passed away. It's okay, you know, but I just wouldn't be able to refer you. Or if you don't even want to get that honest, just be like, he moved. (laughs) I don't know if that's, you know, tearing down his memory or not. I don't think it would be because you're just kind of protecting yourself in the conversational space. And I think that's okay to do, but it's all about how you portray it. So you, if they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Be like, no, it's okay. It's, it's all right. Um, He's just, you know, obviously is. I don't know, dude. This is kind of, it's heavy. It's kind of like, how do you tell people that you lost a friend? And you know, it's it's sad, and it's a little bit heavy. So.
1: Your
0: shit. Chain
1: oh. right <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I got my gold chain on. All right, listen. When I got the gold chain on. When I'm rocking the gold, all right, that I spent my daughter's college fund on, when I'm rocking the gold chain, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm emotionless. Fucking pizza, forget about it. Love it. Bring it to me. If that's not the fucking pie off the corner of 3rd and 7th, if that ain't a fucking Jerry's CC's pizza, I don't fucking want it. Don't put it in front of me. I don't fuck with any crust other than the crust of Jerry's CC's pizza. And if you ain't got that shit from me, listen. Your oh your tattoo artist died. Big fucking deal. Another guy right around the corner. Excellent work. His name's Johnny. He'll do it for half price. Tell him I tell him that Big V sent you. Okay. Tell him that Big V with the gold chain sent you around the corner. Got you that new tattoo artist. And the thing is, is the accent changes as I continue with it. So I don't even know if I'm getting more hood with the accent or, or. If I'm keeping it real, keeping it a buck, keeping it 120, baby, it's also the thing is, is now I'm kind of lost in the accent and I don't really know how to pull myself back into the New York accent because I feel like I'm being a little more maybe racially insensitive with my accent and that wasn't my original plan. The original accent was supposed to be a guy wearing a New York Yankees jersey and fucking rocking the gold chain holding the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So, I mean, forget about it. Sorry about that. And sorry about your loss. Moving on. Scroll. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Would it be impulsive to give myself a stick and poke? Well, what's that? You know, would it be impulsive to give myself a stick and poke? Here's the thing. I've read so many things on Reddit that I'm torn between guessing what this is and just opening it and reading it. Because half the times when I say things, it's like a fucking term for a transgender person. And I said that it had to do with like making fucking cupcakes or something. Like, what's a stick and poke? Sounds like it could be a baseball term. Also sounds like it could be a pegging term. Also sounds like... I don't fucking know. We're just going to roll with it and we're going to open it up. I know the most... Oh, it's a tattoo thing. Dude, what's with the tattoo shit popping up? You know what this is? This is a sign that I need to get my fucking sleeve done. And that's just what it is. I need to call up my homeboy, Wade. He hasn't died yet. Er, Hopefully he just won't. And I need to get my fucking sleeve done. I know that most tattoo professionals say that stick and pokes are dangerous because of infection and scarring and such. Oh, are stick and pokes like the crazy one where the people will do like an entire fucking back dragon tattoo with a literal stick? That makes fucking sense. Stick and poke, you take a stick, you poke it. Figured it out. But those that shit looks fucking intense and I would only there's a there's one person and it's like a it's like a female and she's like she's either 75 or 113 and you can't tell but I think it's in an Asian country and I can't really remember but you got to climb like five miles of stairs to get to her so it's kind of like a fucking movie where you got to earn your spot I would get a stick and poke from her and then I'd give her a stick and poke inappropriate for no reason all good but I would I mean, okay. Let's. I'm sorry. Let's continue back to the post. Stick and pokes are dangerous because of infection and scarring and such. But I know the consequences, and I'm prepared to accept them if that happens. I have India ink that I would use, and I Googled how to do it. Oh. We have a do-it-yourselfer on your hands. So. That's good. Um, I also watched a lot of YouTube videos and how to prep, poke, and do the aftercare. And I think I have a pretty good understanding of how it works. I was wondering if it would be impulsive to do this on myself. I'm a minor and a female. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking, okay. So we have a young woman who watched some YouTube videos, bought some India ink, and probably got a got a switch from out back and wants to give herself a tattoo with a sharpened wooden stick i don't know shia what do you think just do it all right well i don't know if i agree with that statement um maybe we pull back on that a little bit uh no hey here's a crazy idea fucking get it out of your head all right, because not only are tattoos when you're a minor a bad idea because you will for sure regret either the tattoo itself or the placement or the fact that you weren't established enough of a human being. Now, I love all my tattoos because they represent ter- certain times in my life, but I also didn't do it in my fucking parents' bathroom with a stick. So, I mean, don't fucking touch the fucking ink. And send it back. Send the India bink. bink send, send it back. Don't do it. Hey, babe. Talking directly to you right now. You're gonna. How about this? You're gonna die. Alright. How about this? The hospitals are full enough. <laughs> According to what I read on my fucking Instagram ad feeds. The hospitals are full. So don't do it. Does that make sense? Do I have to give you actual reasons or does that make sense hey this idea that you're thinking of don't fucking do it all right shia did i change your mind just do it replace just with don't don't listen to him he's literally off his rocker okay jesus christ hold on i kind of want to go back to i i want to go back to that one and i want to see if there's any dumbasses that are like fuck yeah get it done This is a very stupid move, and you should not do this. Cliffy baby, good response. Get yourself a nice infection, and you will learn a lesson in why you do not want that type of an infection. Wow, sounds like you're speaking from experience. I don't think, and then this is from roaches in my blister. No. Hey, nope. The name is roaches in my blister. Never say that again. Now I can't fucking get that out of my brain. That's so fucking disgusting. I don't think getting a tattoo while you're a minor is the best idea. How about the fact that she wants to do it to herself? How about the real point? Who gives a fuck what age you are if your parents sign off and you get a fucking tattoo? Honestly, like you might regret it. But honestly, who really gives a fuck if your parents sign off on it? How about the fact that she watched a YouTube video about it? How about that? How about the fact that she watched a YouTube video and goes... I can do that, now. Jesus. Also, you're not a professional, so there's always going to be that chance that something goes wrong. There's not a chance. It's not a chance thing. Diseases in my blister. What was it? Roaches in my blister. Worse. It's a guarantee. So don't do it. The fact that that's the top advice bugs me. All right, let's do one more. Thanks for fucking clicking into the episode, babe. I love you guys so much. Like, this is so fun to do every fucking week, and you guys interact. Oh, before I do the last one, though, fucking Jasmine, shout out to you. And I know you're listening because you're an OG fucking cup. Dude. Jasmine hit me up and she was like, I watched old, remember that M. Night Shamalama ding-dong fucking movie, and she said I was close. Now, did she elaborate? No, but all I needed was validation on that my assumption was right. I was getting to the point where I was like, I should just illegally stream it like I do the Jake Paul fights, and I don't have to now, because Jasmine said that, hey, I watched old, and the ending, you were really close. Yeah. Did she elaborate? No. Did she tell me what the actual ending was? No. But she gave me that validation, and I was at work, and I went like this. Yeah! I did a a fucking Tiger Woods fist pump. Yeah! Because guess what? I don't miss. (laughs) I don't miss. Last semi-qualified dad advice. Changed the name six times. Scroll. Stop. Mango Purees. That's the, that's the name of the person who submitted this. How do you make new friends as an adult? I'm 32, and it kind of hit me that I need new friends. But how exactly do you do that when you're, one, not in school, and two, we're still living in a global pandemic? Ideas? I don't fucking know, dude. I don't like friends. Um, Honestly, if you're trying to make friends at 32, ah. Uh, that's tough, dude. It kind of goes back to the thing that I I usually respond to this with is you gotta find connections through hobbies, which means you have to develop hobbies. Say, like you wanted to start a fucking podcast, which leads us into our first ad. Fucking suckered you into that one, didn't I? <laughs> Thanks for listening to that. Helps with me financially. And uh, but anyways, how to make friends when you're 32. Um, get a fucking hobby, I guess. Don't be a fucking loser. And, uh, I'm just kidding, dude. That was a little bit rude. That was a little bit rude. I didn't mean to be that fucking salty. Um, get friends when you're 32. Dating apps. Find a chick to fucking try to hook up with on Tinder and then hang out with her friend groups after you establish a relationship. I don't fucking know, dude. I, you're talking to, you're, you're, you're talking to a fucking married guy who has two Babies who cries when he barbecues burgers for people at his daughter's first birthday party. So why are you listening to me, first of all? And I'm not talking to the fucking mango puree fucking guy. I'm talking to you. Why? (laughs) Actually, don't question it. Keep fucking listening. Leave a fucking review on the podcast. Leave a review on the podcast. It helps a fucking bunch. I'm going to start putting out videos. And I was kidding about the OnlyFans thing. You, There will be a video Uh, podcast that comes out weekly with the actual audio only version of the podcast and you're welcome in advance get a fucking hobby but also more importantly than get a fucking hobby and make new friends leave a fucking review for the podcast
1: just do
0: it so if Shia LaBeouf can't get you to do it I don't know who (laughs) All right, babe that's episode 29 of Cheer Up Babe the podcast thank you for listening I hope you had a fucking fun time I had a great time. This was a blasty blast that might, I don't know. I obviously I have to edit it, but I feel like that was like my most fun podcast that I've recorded. And I say that a lot, but we have a recency bias with our lives and that was fun as fuck. So go out there, have a great week. Don't be a bummer and cheer up, babe.